0: Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. We are keeping the beat going this week with our December
1: theme, Rock and Roll Retirement. What the world of music can teach us about our retirement plans this week. What's your favorite one-hit wonder? We'll share ours. And what's the one-hit equivalent in your investment strategy?
0: is the Get Ready for the Future Show.
1: All across the state of Arkansas, thanks for joining us for another hour of straight talk about your finances, your investments, and your retirement. It is the Get Ready for the Future Show. My name is Scott Inman, and to my left is Troy Johnson today. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you today? Good. I'm excited about this show. I think I am, too. You know, this this (laughs) has been like the most fun theme, too, that we've we've done. Last week, we did the Rock and Roll Retirement and and talked about all the old uh, rock and roll stars and John and Janet to my right. I forgot to introduce you guys. Welcome. Sorry about that. Thank you. It's okay. I got so excited about our theme today. We're talking about one-hit wonders, but before we get into that and dive into that, we're going to talk about the Rock and Roll Book Tour first. John and Janet I are a book on that. It,
2: really. it started.
1: <laughs> it started last Saturday at Wordsworth Books. That was the debut. I don't think you have an opening act. It's just the two of you, just right? Just the two. Just That's the right. Two. But it is continuing too, right? Yeah, we're rolling into El Dorado this weekend, uh, my
3: hometown and a uh, place where we have one of the Gen Wealth offices. Yeah. At, uh Charlie Skinner is the uh, advisor in El Dorado, and we'll all be gathered up at the Jefferson Street bookstore from 11 until 1 right in the midst of the christmas season in downtown el dorado yes,
2: yes I, I love el dorado downtown especially at christmas time they do such a great job so come on out and see us 11 to 1 and uh, as i have uh, continued to say i don't know what the autograph in the book is worth but uh, the book i think you will find valuable and uh, we would love to see you out there
3: yeah east side of the square uh all you got to do is uh just drive down and uh find a parking space. Come on in. We've got, we'll have books. The uh, book is Your Retirement Should Be More. It is uh, written by myself and Janet, and we will be there 11 to 1, and we'd love to answer your questions and talk with you a little bit about uh, what's going on in the uh,
1: investment world, and in the retirement world, and i love for you to pick up a book, and, and we'll even sign it for you.
2: Yep, we'd love to see you.
1: I love the, uh, the timing on when the book came out, too, not only because it is gift-giving season, but also we do know a lot of people start honing in on that retirement uh, thinking, kind of solidifying all of their plans at the end of the year, whether they're retiring, at the end of the year or not, it may be. We've met with some clients recently, John, that they know they're going to be retiring in 2019. It may be April or May, but it's just kind of the end of the year. You're starting yeah. to put all the ducks in a row, make sure everything is set, and it's a great opportunity to read that. And, and get some more uh, insight. Well, let's be
3: clear that this book is not going to tell you what to invest in. That's going to make your retirement perfect. That is not the type of of retirement book that your retirement should be. More is as a matter of fact, I was talking with one of our staff members this past week, whose uh, parents are on the very cusp of retiring, and they are going through all of the emotional and psychological challenges that that yeah. are connected with retirement. And I said, you know what they need. They need the book. They need a copy of the book. And so we're going to send a copy of the book out to them and, uh, clear up some of these things that are things like, well, what are you going to do with your time in retirement? We were talking the other day with them and, and they, he said, well, you know, I'm just, I'm planning on serving the Lord and just, you know, kind of enjoying, uh, music as my hobby and all of that. And we said, look, you got to do something. Other than just hang out at the house and, and maybe do a little odd job here and there. Troy, you got to retire from something
4: to something. To something. That's right. That's what we always talk about. And I'll tell you, if you're nearing retirement and it just seems very confusing to you, this book is going to be a a valuable asset to you because it's laid out so simply. It's such an easy read. And you know, you read some things in there and you say, wow. I never thought about it that way. You know, It takes a lot of the confusion out of retirement. Well, John and Janet have spent
1: a, a career communicating one-on-one or, or one-on-two, as the case may be, in a client meeting room, and, and you have to learn how to speak clearly. And I think you guys write in that voice in this book. It's very easy to read. You can read it and probably, I don't know, depending on your reading speed, just an hour or two probably
4: you can I put did, it through. I did one day, yeah. finished the book, and that's pretty impressive for yeah, me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and as I say, I've read it all out loud because I did the audio <laughs> yeah. version. That was a lot of fun, too. Too.
1: So if you can't make the book Sang John, remind folks again how they can get a copy of the book. Well, they can go to
3: yourretirementshouldbemore.com uh, and pick up the book there. You can go to our website to get to that as well. It's just retirement should be more. I'll get this right. Retirement should be more.com. Uh, go to the website and pick it up, or you can go straight to barnesandnoble.com and search for your retirement should be more. You can pick it up there, or you can come to the book signing in El Dorado on uh, the, this coming Saturday, today from 11 to 1. Uh, Jefferson Street Books going on there. In Little Rock, it is available at Wordsworth Books.
1: Absolutely. Our theme this month, rock and roll retirement. We're talking about one-hit wonders today. We had a lot of fun circulating emails in- internally around the office and asking, hey, what's your favorite one-hit wonder? We came up with a list. Uh, it's a top ten list. So I don't know if your one-hit wonder is on it. I know Casey Cochran, our producer, has some uh, music to play. Let's Can we hear a few of those? I'm not sure what, what what's about to come out here, but we're going to hear a few one-hit wonders in the next minute or two.
3: Well, you know, you know one of the oh. big...
1: Ah, you know that, don't you? This
3: song was the first song ever to be played on MTV. Is that
4: right? That's right. Video killed the radio star, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. It took me a second. Who let the dogs out? The age-old question of who let the dogs out. (laughs) Have we answered this question yet? My parents have been asking that question for years.
1: Now that's my favorite right there. You were a bit strange in your younger days, weren't you I love that song. What about, like, mid-80s? Yeah. Falco was the uh, the group. Hey, this
3: is really good stuff right here. This is from the 70s. Play some funky music, White Boy. <laughs> you could
1: probably never release that today. That's uh, That would be considered racist today, wouldn't well, it? Well, at least politically incorrect. Yeah. Now, there is a good country one there. Yeah. Billy Ray, Cyrus... This was when he was famous for not being, not because he was the father of Miley, right? Yes, That's right.
3: right. If I never hear that song again in life, it'll be too
1: <laughs> yeah. soon. You got that one? Uh, this is Spirit in yep. the Sky. Yep. Being an old country guy, the Kentucky Headhunters did a remake of this song. Is that
3: right? Yes, and it was very good.
1: You wow, remember them? I
3: do. That's a one-hit group almost. Uh, hey, yeah. the Kentucky Headhunters actually played in El Dorado last year. There Macarena. It
2: is. All right, y'all ready to dance? Who's to them up and dancing?
3: I'm out on this too. Macarena.
2: <laughs> we used to listen to that in Spanish class when the, there was a long class and they'd kind of, you know, be just low energy. I'm like, all right, Macarena time, let's go. <laughs> yep, yep, that would get them up and going. Yep.
1: Now this is a good one. My Sharona. Yeah, we're gonna have to quiz Troy because I got a feeling he doesn't know most of these. You know that one? Know most of these? Okay. That's seventies too. Yes.
3: Late seventies, early eighties, maybe. The old DJ coming out and John over here. It's a lot of fun to listen to these, Casey. Whatever that clip is on, destroy it immediately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So let's take a look at the top ten list. This is from VH1. Macarena was number one. Tainted Love, I don't think, we, we didn't hear that one. Uh, there, we didn't, did. but that's uh, that's a good one. Soft Cell did that back in 1982. Come on, Eileen. Yeah, the Dexie Midnight Runners. That was number three, I'm Too Sexy. I remember that song. Right Said Fred from 91. Mickey made uh, it to number five.
2: I don't know about you, but in Brinkley, that was the skating rink song. Yes. yes. Can, can you mean, do
1: the cheer thing, uh, Janet?
2: I uh, I uh, any <laughs> okay. yeah, I can do it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Choice
1: favorite, Who Let the Dogs Out, number six by the Baja Mincy. I wouldn't even remember who was who was the artist there. Yeah. Ice Ice Baby. We didn't hear that one. Number seven from Vanilla Ice, the eighth biggest one-hit wonder. I don't know about this one. Eye of the Tiger? Huge song, but they had other hits. They right? did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: that one was their big one hit wonder.
1: Rico Suave is number nine. <laughs> And yes, this is a good one. Number 10 on that list, 99 Luft balloons, whatever a luffed balloon is. So, <laughs> so there's your hit uh, your one hit wonder top 10. We're going to talk about financial one hit wonders. How does that relate to your investments
0: when we come back? Like what you hear, the Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. We'll be right back. life can be so busy
1: it's hard to even picture retirement that's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality plan personalize and protect your future with the team at genwealth call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment now
0: back to the get ready for the future show investments and economics move at the speed of light and we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game from gen wealth financial advisors it's the fastest four minutes in investing
1: no question the theme in the markets continues to be volatility that's where we're going to dive in today in the fastest four minutes in investing scott inman along with john shrewsbury and john when you when you talk about looking at your account value or, or your statements Recently, it's been an unpleasant experience for a lot of people, but I, I think of the analogies that you, you think about that you should keep in mind to have some perspective here. You know, I've often heard it's like a still photo as opposed to a movie, right? Right. Which means ongoing or taking a snapshot of a moment in time. And that, and that is... What people should remember when looking at their statements right now is it is a snapshot and it is a very microscopic look at where things are in the big picture. I'll give you an analogy that you
3: can relate to very well, Scott. You just built a fence in your backyard. Uh, well, I had somebody do it for but, me. Well, yes. I, yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's but, but it's up. <laughs> yes. And uh, maybe somewhere in that fence, I haven't looked, but it's somewhere in that fence, there may be a knothole. And if you're looking through that knothole in the fence, you see just enough that of uh, the perspective of where that knothole hole. All allows you to see right. but if you got a step ladder and stepped above the fence and looked out across the neighborhood you'd have a completely different perspective of what you were seeing and i think sometimes when we have these spurts of volatility like we had in october uh, and you get a statement that shows october one value and an october 31 value then you're looking through the knothole and you don't have the full perspective we want run reports oftentimes with uh, clients and look at a full year perspective and you get a completely different feel about what has gone on in your particular account. And so I think it's always important that we keep perspective. And that is one of the reasons why the Ready for Retire process here at GenWealth is to to really give you that perspective through an
1: education-based program. Yeah, and that's the plan too, because that's the broad, the the bigger long-term picture is where are you going? What are you trying to achieve? What is your outcome you are seeking? Not what happens in October. And really, quite frankly, not even even what happens happens in a year-over-year basis always. When you talk about volatility, though, John, the the first thing we should really probably try to create in our mindset is, is that volatility is actually a good thing. It is a Healthy thing for the overall markets.
3: Yeah, it may not feel good to open up that statement and see a seven, eight, nine percent decline in your account in a given month. You want to know what's going on, obviously, but you have to understand that volatil- volatility is a sign of a normal functioning market. Doesn't feel good, especially on the downside, but it is a positive sign of a normal functioning market. And this volatility that we're having now is very normal. We don't want to dismiss the risk. There's obviously risk, but it is normal volatility. It is nothing from an underlying economic standpoint that we're alarmed about. It is just what happens in what is called a light cycle of the economic cycle. It is something that we would totally expect to happen
1: at this point in the economic cycle. And we do believe we are late in that economic cycle. And every economic cycle does go up and it does go down. It's It's a consistent curve up and down and up and down. So eventually we will be going down. But when you look at the fundamental data right now, we're not quite to the end yet. It doesn't look like.
3: No. And that's why it's so important to have your plan in place. You want to have the education understanding what's going on. You want to have a strategy. Everything has to be focused on a strategy. If your strategy is in place, then these spurts of volatility really should be accounted for in your strategic plan. And then you want to have a team of people working around you that know what's going on in the markets, but also know what's going on from a financial planning standpoint so you can stay on
1: course with your goals and your objectives that's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing thanks for watching on social media and thanks for listening on the get ready for the future show the broadcast continues in a moment
0: stick around more straight talk about retirement investments and your money right after this this ain't your mama's financial advice turn it up because we're back with the get ready for the future show
1: it's rock and roll retirement month. An appropriate lead in there as we come back from the break. Welcome back to the get ready for the future show. So what exactly does rock and roll have to do with your retirement? Well, we had a lot of fun last week talking about the uh, rock stars who've retired and then gone back to work. So we kind of drew those parallels and, and, uh, from different aspects of age and longevity. Today we're talking about one hit wonders and, and the financial one hit wonders is our lead in. We had a lot of fun talking about our favorite one hit wonders and that top 10 list. We're going to have a, a top list as well today. I don't think we're going to go 10 deep, but we're going to talk about the biggest financial one-hit wonders from our experience uh, at the meeting room table. And and really let's let's define, I guess, the jumping off point is is what exactly would a what would be the definition of a financial one-hit wonder? The most famous financial one hit wonder
3: would be chasing the hot stock it it is and there's no one stock because there have been just a parade of stocks all throughout history that people thought oh this is going to take us to the promised land and it might have for a short period of time but then it ends up on the ash heap of of all these other stocks that played out or or went bust or weren't as dazzling as you might think
2: I, i think the point in the comparison here is there is not one investment that is going to make your retirement amazingly successful just like there's not one song that was going to make these groups or these individual artists amazingly successful they had to come out with some other pieces that were also successful in order to see that but john do you remember the whole iraqi dinar deal oh my gosh how many phone calls did we get asking about hundreds of phone
3: calls and and the whole deal was that uh, ostensibly the the uh, Iraqi government was going to reconstitute their currency. And mm-hmm. if you had some of the old currency, then it was going to be like 10 or 20 times. And there are still people holding oh, yeah. on to it to this day.
1: And I can't
2: tell absolutely you. Absolutely convinced that yeah. they're going to be m- mega rich. And I can't tell you how many phone calls. That's probably the one subject area where we got the most phone calls. And, and people who are normally level headed would call in and go, hey, guess what? I heard and they tell the story and I need to get me some of that. Can you help me? You know, (laughs) I mean
3: if if your investment philosophy is preceded (laughs) with I need to get me some of that,
2: (laughs) you got a problem. You're looking for a one hit wonder. You are. Yeah.
3: And here's typically how this happens, Scott. When when you know the guy at work that drives the nice car, yeah, you know, comes in one day and says, Well, you know, I owe it all to being invested in XYZ stock. Well, that might have been a good thing for him because maybe he did pick up on X, Y, Z stock when it was low, and the price has accelerated, and he was able to sell it or
2: whatever. But here's another cow story: The cow's already out of the barn. On yeah, this one. <laughs> you know, uh, Troy.
3: I, usually, by the time that information gets into the public sphere and the the sense of awareness of the public, uh, as Janet likes to say, you know, the cow is out of the barn. Yeah,
4: the opportunity's already gone by the time yeah. everybody knows about it. Uh, you know, this reminds me, of the the pick in the hot stock, it reminds me of the story we tell about Susan. Uh, yes. Susan was a client that came to Wealth, and she retired uh, and she had $1.3 million and on the advice of a, a different advisor, a stockbroker, he had all these great, you know, one hit wonder stocks that were going to make her all this money and then we had a bad time in the market and she loses about a million dollars on, on that investment. So yeah. you got to be careful. You don't want to just chase those one hit wonders because they can blow up on you. Well, to John's point there about taking advice from your
1: your neighbor, you know, I, I come from the world of journalism and I thought I call that your source. Yes. Where is your source? And your the closer you get to uh, what actually happened in the concept of writing a news story to who actually saw it, I witnessed it. That's your best source, right? Well, where is your best source? Is your best source of financial outcomes or good financial outcomes going to be your neighbor or is it going to be someone who's watching it every day like a trusted advisor and when I think about the one hit wonder, it is a fad. It, that's what it what you're basically describing because we don't hear about them now some 20 years later. But I think it would be appropriate for us to talk about where the dangers are now in those fads as well. Well, here is here our show opens with this statement, you
3: know, if, if, taking financial advice from someone who doesn't know anything about you or your circumstances or your goals and objectives is just plain dumb. And I will tell you the guy that has the hot stock tip doesn't know any of those things. He has no idea about you, your risk tolerance, your needs as far as income and retirement is concerned. He just knows that maybe he did well or he heard that somebody else did well in a particular stock and he wants to be, you know, the merchant of, of information and pass that along and wants to be the guy to, you know, to be say, for everybody to say that, Oh, well, this guy put me onto this and, it may work out, it may not, but that is not an investment strategy. That is not an investment philosophy. And we believe that you have to have a strategy behind what you're
1: doing for your serious money. Well, let's say this too. I think this does require a little bit of a mindset shift for the client or for the investor as well, because I think a lot of people because the full understanding of what planning might encompass or the full understanding of what where the value may lie in working with a financial advisor and building a plan and seeking outcome rather than rate of return, a lot of times when they come in the first time, an investor's thoughts are, well, I want, to make, I want you to make me some money. That, oh, yeah. that's, that's where it starts. Yeah. That's the thinking yeah. process. So obviously you are probably more prone to possibly chase after something that you think has the potential to make me some money. But it's got to be more outcome-based than that.
3: Well, I, you know, we are fond at Gen Wealth of being very education-focused. So you have to educate yourself on any investment option that you may be looking at, especially one that concentrates the dollars into a specific stock or a specific fund or something of that nature. Uh, we uh, we want to know, what are, what's the situation with this? What's the deal? And, and, Janet, from an educational standpoint, as far as we're concerned, we have a ton of resources through our team at LPL Research that we rely on, Ryan Dietrich and yeah. his team, uh, to help us understand the dynamics of all kinds of investments.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's talk about uh, the second thing on our list here of, of kind of one hit wonders. And this is something that is recurring, it is ever present. So, it feels kind of weird to call it a one hit wonder, but from your individual investment perspective, it may be one time in your life that you look at this and go, huh, wonder what I need to learn about that. And that is this ongoing fascination that our our society has with silver and or gold. Mm -hmm. It it is this recurring thing that we hear, but for you in your life, at some point you go, huh. And I think that this is an area where we as advisors really need to spend some time focusing on education. As we say, we're educational based and and we need to spend some time i think today talking about silver and gold because i promise you that when the bull market turns around and we're we're back in bear market mode these phone calls are going to increase tremendously because people are going to feel like gold or silver is their salvation
3: we've got a lot of information on on silver and gold and precious metals and things of that nature that uh we want to pass along in this vein but here here's the simplistic part of this i always ask the question troy If gold is such a great
4: investment, why is the guy on TV trying to sell you his? That's a pretty good question. And I I think if you you sit down and think about how that would actually work in your retirement, if you're the guy that buried gold in your backyard and you got gold bars, okay? Mm -hmm. So one year you you decide, I'm going to retire. I need some income off of this. So I'm going to take one gold bar and I'm going to take it to whoever's going to buy my gold. And let's say that gold bar provides you with enough cash to last you for a year. Mm -hmm. You run out of that cash. Next year you go, you dig up another gold bar, go to whoever's going to buy that from you, and the price of gold has gone down because it fluctuates, yeah. right? It doesn't always go up for sure. It doesn't right. stay the same. So let's say now he only gives you enough cash to last you half a year. So you, now you have a decision to make. you got you got to go dig up another gold bar to cover the other half of that year. And here's the problem with gold that I see is that once you sell that gold, yep. it's gone.
2: It's completely gone. It's not gone. like
4: a, a stock, for example, that can pay a dividend and you still own that stock. Right. That gold's gone.
3: Yeah. The interesting thing about some of those gold uh, advertisements uh, is that on on television, they will very boldly pronounce that gold has never been zero never been worthless. Well, neither has neither, the market. Neither has right. the stock market yeah. either. And so they make these incomplete comparisons and I'm not sure who regulates them if anybody, but they let them get away with a whole lot that we could never get away yeah. with in an advertisement situation.
2: The other thing with gold that they'll often sell this on is is the panic or fear, you know, if the market is in really bad shape, then then they'll sell it on fear and talk about, you know, when the economy all falls to stink, you're going to need gold. Well, think through that for just a moment, and, and let's have a history lesson. You can go all the way back to the Roman Empire. Go go as far back in history as you can and trace the use of gold or silver, and you will never find a time when the economy collapsed and people actually used gold to purchase things. It just didn't happen, and so when you think about uh, maybe a small economic collapse, not on a national level, but if you were in New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina, that was an economic collapse. Collapse. You couldn't go to the bank and get anything. Your your ATM card didn't work. So if if Troy, if you and I had met each other in the flooded streets of New Orleans and you had food and I had water, we probably could have made a deal. Right. But if you had gold and I had water, I'd looked at you and said, dude, I can't eat it. I can't drink it. I don't want it.
1: Yep. Let's put some numbers behind it. According to Robert R. Johnson, principal at the Fed Policy Investment Research Group. Gold underperforms equities in all interest rate environments. So from 1972 to 2013, common stocks returned 14.68% in a falling rate environment, while gold futures returned 7.85%, so about half, a little bit more than half. In rising rate environments, stocks returned 8.47%, while gold only returned 4.86%. And then one more for you. When rates were flat, interest rates, stocks provided a gain of 10.61%, and gold returned 8.61%. But therein lies the rub, I think, is you have to have the long-term outlook in mind. Absolutely. There
3: are periods of time, without a
1: doubt, there are periods of time when you could look at
3: one date to another date and see that gold was spectacular in its performance. But you can not extrapolate that out over a long period of time. Yes, in economic turmoil, gold does perform a little bit better than maybe some other assets, but when you stretch that out over a long period of time, it really does pale in comparison to equity investments
1: and and virtually any other investment. So talking one-hit wonders today, we are financial one-hit wonders. We've talked about the hot stocks, the fads that are out there, those dot-com stocks or those things that your neighbor is talking about. And now we've talked a little bit about gold and silver. We're also going to venture into some twisted lyrics. And that basically in our rock and roll theme is, you know, lyrics that are, you think that's what the artist is saying, but that's not really what they're saying. How does that relate to your retirement and your investment strategy? More on that in a moment. Ah!
0: The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom. From the Gen Wealth team after the break, you're listening to the Get Ready for the Future Show. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money coming at you. We're back with the Get Ready for the Future Show. That's Bob Seeger right there.
1: That, that oh, yeah. is that is actually here's here's an interesting note in my life, and maybe expresses my age a little bit. That and Celebration by Cool and the Gang were the first two singles that I ever owned. First two pieces of music. Now, most people probably younger than me don't even know what a single is anymore. Google it. 45s, (laughs) right? Actual vinyl 45s, Troy. They actually put them on a turntable and played them, and that was the first time I'd ever received into music. My mom got me old-time rock and roll and Celebration, nineteen eighty. Wow, that's big time right there. That I remember that, but that is I'm not great even song. going to talk about
3: the first.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, all share it. We'll Come just on. leave it alone. We'll just leave it. Did alone. Did you ever see the Flintstones where their bird would, you know, go down and play the? Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what really? John had. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Yes, please. Rock and roll retirement,
1: and more specifically today, one hit wonders and retirement myths. We're going to t- tell you about what we're talking about there when it comes to retirement myths. But I do want to take a moment. Uh, to thank everybody who came out to our most recent Gen Wealth Academy workshop. It was this past Tuesday at the Crown Plaza, the three big retirement risks. And we talk about these risks often on this show, but this was a more of a deep dive, uh, an education opportunity for folks, particularly if they're in, like we call it, the retirement red zone, five to ten years away from retirement, the risks that they're going to face. And I think that the folks who came out really... Uh, got some value uh, in, in a little bit of an education process. Absolutely. We always
3: like to educate our clients and our prospective clients. We are education-driven here at GenWealth. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we also talked about uh, the strategies that we employ. So education is a big deal with us. Strategy is a big deal with us. And then all of that gets delivered by a team of advisors. And so when you think about doing business with GenWealth, you get a team of folks working Working with you. It's not just dependent on one person, That's right. but there are a group of folks working with that lead advisor that works with you to make sure that you have the best that we can
1: offer from a retirement planning standpoint. So there are upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshops. The next one's going to be in late January. We'll be able to offer you specific times and, and, and drive you to the website to be able to tell you how to sign up for that for free. But it's going to be about the markets because we do this twice a year in January and then the middle of the year in the summer we get LPL research's presentation of where they believe the markets are headed and boy there could probably be no more no better time for people to to get involved with that workshop john because we've seen a lot of volatility over the last couple of months mm-hmm. we've we've seen a lot of people who are concerned is this the big one is this the bear market is this the recession Let's get into the fundamentals of that and an opportunity for you to do that. Look under the hood of LPL research is coming up in late January.
3: Yeah, we're really excited about Outlook, and and you'll be able to catch Ryan Dietrich a couple of times between now and then on this show to talk about that. And also check out the fastest four minutes in investing on social media and on some of our radio stations that uh, you could also plug in on the current uh, things that are happening in the markets
1: and the investment world. And if you'd like to sit down with a Gen Wealth financial advisor, you can call our office number anytime, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. And that's our main office here in Bryant. We have offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Shreveport, Bossier City. Talking about rock and roll retirement all month long, and we're We're promising to talk about twisted lyrics now, and and we mentioned that in the last segment, and we've all fallen prey to it, and you know what I'm talking about. So let's set the scene now. Obviously, this has got to have happened to all of you. It's not just me, right? Not just (laughs) you. You're you're riding with your friends, maybe your family in the car, and you're singing your heart out to the current song on the radio, and then you sing what you think is the right lyric, but it's the wrong lyric. Hey, it's not like you sang the second verse on the first verse. You just missed it all together that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me. Uh, this is one of my uh, latest
3: misheard lyrics or twisted lyrics. This is Chris Stapleton and one of his big hits.
0: I be you. Baby, I be
3: now, I swear
2: he said pair of shoes
3: i, I just I, you know but the label on the album says parachute i mean yes. i think
2: so. most women would think being your pair of shoes would be a pretty sexy line they love shoes so uh-huh. you know there I, we go that works there we go <laughs> you know? yeah Well, well obviously
1: that, it obviously happens that's one instance but it, and obviously it's easy to mishear people when they're singing but what are you mishearing in retirement? What what do you have twisted about your retirement logic or your retirement thought process? There are a lot of what we would call retirement myths out there, and we're going to tackle a few of those in these next couple of segments. We've got number one right out here. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to save for retirement. It'll get easier when I get older. This is the ever-present excuse of young
3: people to not put money in their company retirement plan or their IRA. They think that things are going to be easier as time goes on I am here to tell you that I've been there, done that. It doesn't get easier, it gets more difficult. You have more obligations. You have kids come along and kids are uh, frankly somebody's retirement plan uh, that's not in your family. You know, the kids are spending money and they're actually creating retirement plans yeah. for the companies that actually are providing all the things that they want and need in their life. And so you're really uh, are diverting money that could go to your retirement plan to your kids. So you got to get started by
4: beforehand. So Troy, before you get married, before you have kids, you got to be saving money, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is one that, that I get fairly often. And it seems like a logical you know, thought process. You know, Later on, I'll get some raises, I'll have more income, and then I can save more for retirement at that point. But the truth is, if you start now, if you start while you're young, you don't have to put as much in. You start That's with right. a smaller amount now, and you don't have to put these large lump sums in later down the road to catch up. And it starts really with that. It goes back to the plan. It always goes back to the plan. If you don't have a
1: plan of where you want to go, where your end is, in terms of how old you're going to be and how much income you're going to need, it can seem as far off as it really is, decades away. And, And that's a moving target when you're younger. But certainly... There is the opportunity to play catch-up. I don't want to get get the wrong vibe out there that, well, if I've waited till I was older, that there's just no hope for me. Because if you've done a little bit along the way, there's time – even after you're 50, to catch up. You've just got to really be serious about it.
3: Yeah, catch up is the uh, path that you have to follow if you have to. It yeah. is not the favored path. Correct. And, and here's where some of that comes from. Some people believe that you need to get out of debt before you save for retirement. Let me get this debt out of the way, then right, right. I'll, I'll take advantage of my retirement programs. Well, that is knocking you completely out of the opportunity to take advantage of time which basically gives you the power of compound interest working on your behalf for your retirement program. If you put paying off your debts and taking care of college and Mm -hmm. all of those things ahead of your retirement, then you're really robbing yourself. You're not doing the right thing.
2: And, and I would say that as far as the question about paying off your debts, it depends on the details. You know, if you've got a small amount that you can go ahead and knock out and then be fully focused on retirement, that's one thing. But we have seen people, uh, we've had a few people go into retirement with student loans. But we, we've also definitely seen people in their 40s and 50s who still had student loans that they were paying off. Well, if they had waited you know, that whole entire time to do anything on retirement, they would have never had anything except Social Security in retirement.
4: Yeah, the other big one is paying off the mortgage early. We see a lot of people that want, you know, they're so focused on getting that mortgage paid off that they're putting so much towards it that they're sacrificing, you know, what they could be saving for retirement. Hey, you guys know what is going to survive maybe a, a, a future nuclear holocaust, don't you?
3: There's three things. Cockroaches, share... And <laughs> mortgage uh, payments and student loan payments—they will survive. You can't get away from mortgage payments or student loan payments. You know, you can pay them off, but but they don't. You can't. are not going to
2: go away. You can't yeah.
3: bankrupt your way away from a student loan. The government right. will hunt you down for that student loan. So those things are going to survive, and so you've got to be sure that you have a plan for eliminating that debt, but simultaneously taking care of. The retirement that is headed your way as long as you make it to 65, you're going to want to retire. And if you aren't efficient with your money, you may end up with less retirement because of all that debt.
1: We're just going to let the share reference go.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> you know, let it go. Share, share. That's probably <laughs> best. I, okay. I, I, that's probably the best thing I can do. Myth number, <laughs> number two I'll need 70 to 80% of my pre retirement income during retirement. So this gets us drilling down on retirement income, because that's what it's all about in retirement. You hear us talk about it all the time. It's not about the asset level. It's about your income needs in retirement. So a lot of people have a hard time with that. John, we sat with some couples recently. They just don't have any idea what kind of income target to set for themselves. And they're only five to 10 years away from retirement. This is that statement that's out there when they don't have uh, clarity on that. You'll see that on websites. Hey, you, you'll need about seventy to eighty percent. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Right, and and I think that
3: this really is driven by the fact that people assume that things are going to be different yeah. in retirement. Uh, so, what I would say is, prove it. What is going to be different in retirement? Are you going to have your house paid off? Are you going to have your credit cards paid off? Are you going to have the car paid off? And are you going to have sufficient savings that you won't have to have a car payment in the future? If those things are true, then yes, you might be able to live on less cash flow. If those things are not true, you may be needing as much cash flow or maybe even more.
2: You know, there are not many absolutes in life, period. But I'll tell you an absolute as far as my observations in my career There are very few people who come in and know these are the expenses that we're going to have going into retirement. There are also, percentage-wise, very few people who come in and have everything all paid off ahead of time, like their mortgage, etc. People who fall into both of those categories, they can make it on less than this even 70 to 80%. That has been an absolute in my observation in my career. But people who don't know what they're going to need, I can tell you they need pretty much 100% of what they're making at work going into retirement. Because Because
3: they're used to paying that.
2: And they're used to spending every dollar that comes in. And they're going to continue to spend every dollar that comes in one way or another. So how in the world are you going to make it on 20% less or 30% less? It's a significant decrease.
1: Well, and you talk about the other things that are in play here that a lot of folks aren't thinking about when you look at that income number. Yes, you may have less debt. Yes, you may be going less. You will not be uh, contributing to retirement plans. But then there are the other two things here. healthcare costs. Yeah, and inflation. Those are the other things that I think people really don't have a real good bead on when they come in to see us.
3: Inflation is insidious. It yeah. sneaks up on you. It's a real problem. And there's just no way to understand where you are in terms of health care costs, because you don't know what kind of maladies might come down the pike for you. I
1: shortchanged you there. We're about out of time in this segment. We'll pick that conversation up when we come back in a moment.
0: Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to www.getreadyforthefuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. If you aren't following us on social media, you're missing out. Check out behind the scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. Just search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us at Gen Wealth FA on Twitter. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: Jumping back into retirement myths. You see what I did there? I did. Yeah. That. That, was, that was very Jumping. 1980s DJ. <laughs> in today's <laughs> Get Ready for the Future show, we're talking about some myths out there, some common myths. Statements about retirement that maybe you've heard and and maybe you've believed, and and are they actually true for you? We talked about in the uh, last segment that that statement that you'll need about 70 to 80 percent of your pre retirement income during retirement. Well, first of all, it needs to be unique to you. And if you need help working through that, whether it's 70, 80, 100 percent, or even less than 70, Building the retirement income plan provides clarity in that regard. And, and we can do that for you at Wealth. You can pick up the phone and set up an appointment by dialing 501-653-7355. And again, the office is obviously closed today on Saturday. You can leave a voicemail if you call today, or you can call first thing Monday morning. Or if you'd like to reach out via email, you can do that as well. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. You can set your appointment there. Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, will will talk to you and match you with an advisor near you. We have offices in Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, West Little Rock, and Treeport, Bozier, and we do have a nice little expense worksheet too, a little a little income worksheet that we could send you as well. Absolutely. So work through that if you just reach out to us by uh, sending that email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So another myth we're going to get to in just a moment, but we do want to remind folks again, especially if you are listening in El Dorado this morning, that just a few minutes from now, there's an opportunity to see John and Janet on the Rock and Roll Book Tour. They're they're going to be signing books at Jefferson Street Books. So through the magic of radio, we're going to
3: magically yeah. transport ourselves from the Jinwell Studios to Jefferson Street right. Bookstore in El Dorado at 11 o'clock and be there for the signing of Your Retirement Should Be More, How to Harness the Power of More, in your retirement. And Janet, we love to meet face-to-face with Absolutely. folks who are listeners of our radio show and and want to be consumers of our book.
2: You know, we had such a good time doing this in, in Little Rock last yeah. week, and we're so excited to be in El Dorado, your hometown, John, this yeah. weekend, and just looking forward to people coming out. So come and join us 11 to 1 at Jefferson Street Books. We'll
3: have to have El Dorado PD, you know, like <laughs> directing <laughs> traffic for the hordes of people that I will show hear up
2: for your honesty talking. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very tongue in cheek. I hope people even yeah.
1: remember that I was from there. So
2: yeah. the,
3: the lines are
1: forming now. That's right. <laughs> All right. So back to the retirement myths. And I, and I think that we mentioned uh, myth two that we had in the last segment of what is your retirement income need? I think that's a nice segue into myth number three, because it is a myth about how to invest in In retirement. So you've got to identify that retirement income need. Then, how do you produce it? And myth number three is invest in super safe bonds and CDs to lower risk and preserve capital. You know, that's the idea of a lot of folks when they enter retirement. And and understandably so, I might add. You have this life savings, you don't want to deplete it. So, the idea in, in a retiree's head is oftentimes, I'm not touching the capital. I'm going to produce an income stream. And that is a very difficult thing to do today compared to 20 years ago, for sure, or 30 years ago. Yeah, Troy, uh, at the last workshop, we had this question
3: come up. Well, why wouldn't I just put everything in the guaranteed
4: safe bucket, if you will, and just let it be because I don't want to take any risk. Right. And the short answer to that nowadays, especially is because of where interest rates are at. You can't get any raises doing that. Right. And like we'll talk about here in just a minute, things are going to get more expensive throughout your retirement. So if you go super safe, then you're locking yourself into one payment for the rest of your life and you're going to lose purchasing power over time. And when you think about how
3: you've got to address the the threat of inflation, Janet, uh, you've got to have some growth. Yeah, and and a growth element uh, of a retirement program is an essential part of it. Now, uh, the way I think about it is balance. Balance is is one of the Genwell Wealth standards. It is one of the the virtues that we. You have on our team that we yes. we really promote with our team, but it's also what we promote with our clients through the investment programs.
2: Absolutely, and so you want to think about balancing your risk here because everybody thinks about market risk, but they don't think about inflation risk. And so I want to I want to rewind the clock and let's go back to the 1980s when interest rates were in double digits. I clearly remember my grandfather one time sitting me down and saying, "Honey." Let me show you how this works. And he showed me, he uh, showed me some bonds that he had and the interest that they were paying. And then he showed me a, a statement on a CD, and that thing was paying like fifteen percent. Right. And and he said, "Now, honey, soon as you get old enough to get you one of these, you you need to get you a CD." And so you know, in his mind, these double-digit interest rates were fabulous, and and I would be able to get the same thing when I was old enough. Well, what the challenge was, though, while he was receiving that interest, my dad, at a different stage of life, was paying double-digit interest, and so it was good for one, bad for the other. But the the thing now is, if I had listened to my grandfather's advice all of these years and just gone, oh, okay, he said do CDs, it worked great for him. If I was doing that now. I mean there's been a time when I wouldn't have even gotten 1% Yeah, you would have had a, a declining uh, yeah.
3: ever decreasing amount of return even though you had a guaranteed investment your return was going down all those years.
2: So when you think about balance that you talked about a moment ago John, I have to balance as an investor and you do too. You have to balance out which risk you're going to pay more attention to because if I had avoided market risk and run to the CDs at a time when CDs were paying 1%, then I would be accepting inflation risk and, and going backwards in my purchasing power.
1: Well, an inflation rate, listen to this, of just 4% will cut your purchasing power in half every 18 yep. years, meaning you have to double your money just to break even. So the bottom line here is you have to be willing to use your capital, some of your capital in retirement in the near term As you grow capital, John, for the long term. Yeah, that is that is the whole
3: idea of balance. If you think about a scale and you're taking weight off of the scale on one side and putting more weight on the other and then rebalancing that, Mm -hmm. moving some of that extra weight from the right to the left, if you will, that is the key. In terms of a long-term investment program like the Ready to Retire process, as is demonstrated in what we call the Income for Life model, the GenWealth Ready to Retire process encompasses all kinds of things about your retirement. But what we're specifically talking about here is the dynamic of investment that's outlined in the Income for Life model that we use as part of the Ready to Retire process
1: here at GenWealth. It addresses these myths that we've been talking about today today. What are your income needs? What do you want to have? So there's a required income and a desired income. That's how we break it down. Adding those two together is your overall income. And, John, we do it on a monthly basis. We, we figure a monthly number uh, because that's how we live when we're working, we yeah. take, we bring in our income usually on maybe every other month, but we usually budget Troy on a monthly basis. So it makes sense to develop a retirement income plan on a monthly number.
4: Right. And the other important part of that is to have that plan written down. Uh, you yes. want to see that monthly income and know what that's going to be ahead of time, you know, when you go into retirement. So you see each month, what's my income going to be throughout my entire retirement? And guys, one of the, I'll just say that one of the biggest
3: challenges that a lot of people who are ready to retire don't really understand is the need for a after-tax dollar amount, which is in their mind. But for us, we need the before-tax dollar amount because... Taxes don't go away in retirement. Most right. people think that Social Security is not taxed. It is above a certain income level, and that income level is fairly low. Uh, you have to pay tax on your qualified money, the IRAs, 401Ks, and those uh, instruments that you use for retirement. The only tax-free income in retirement is a Roth IRA. Actually, even interest from municipal bonds influence taxation on your social security. So it is kind of a backdoor way of being taxed on that, that municipal bond interest. And so all of those things are things that you've got to consider when you're looking at creating a retirement program, you've got to have an after tax dollar amount that you can go spend, but we as advisors have got to figure out what that before tax dollar amount is to be able to generate every month. So you pay taxes and then have the money, the net money to spend as you
1: live your life. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process addresses those myths. It also addresses those financial one-hit wonders because what you're going to tap into is an advisor that will help you stay the course. And that means taking the emotion out of your investments uh, or your investing because that really could have tripped people up in the last couple of months. If you think about what's happened in the market over the last couple of months, guys, the, the volatility can put your emotions on edge. And, and if you're going after some of those those financial one-hit wonders that we talked about, it could certainly do that. Volatility is always going to be there. I think we got lured into a false sense of security over the course of 2017, Janet, that, that it maybe it, it wasn't, yeah. but that's called recency bias. And, right. and it's, it is a part of everyday investing.
2: You know, I think it's been interesting to do reviews in uh, late October and since that time, you know, as people have begun to see the, the downturn and obviously now it's turning back around the other direction. And what we have seen is there there are two types of, of clients that we have. There are those who are very emotional about their money and then there are those who are like, I'm not worried about it. I mean, you know, we've got the plan and everything. But, but the ones who come in emotional and all just kind of You know, in a knot about it. When we go through that explanation again of look, let's circle back to the plan. What part of this has seen a decrease? Where are we? You know, this is your long-term money that's decreased. Everything else, we're not in that situation. And then there's a different mindset walking out. So it's all about having that plan in writing. The ready to the gen wealth ready to retire process. And I
1: should point out that that plan. Plans for that volatility, That's exactly it right. plans for the downturns in the market that will inevitably occur over the course of your retirement. If you'd like to learn more about the Gen Wealth ready to retire process, you can reach out to us two different ways. You can pick up the phone and call 501 653 7355, or you can email us at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Start that process today About uh, to learn more about the Gen Wealth ready to retire process well hey we're out of time for this week's show hope you had fun joining in this week and we hope you'll join us again next saturday on the get ready for the future show
0: See you